Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave, one of the pastors here, and I am here with both Chris and Paul again this week. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, doing really great. Yeah. Uh, we just got out of a great meeting um, talking about prayer, actually, hearing about uh, someone who lives in a different part of the world who um, practices prayer in a way that uh, I found inspiring and convicting. So excited to jump off of that conversation. And realize um, that we know nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's something <laughs> like that. And we get to sit here and talk on this podcast. But the good news is that we get to explore this together uh, yeah. with you because uh, sometimes we need to be reminded about how powerful prayer mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I recognize that, uh, you know, being on a journey is is the best place to be when it comes to prayer. Yeah, it's a great reminder. We're not necessarily experts, but we're practitioners. And mm-hmm. we're in this together with our congregation here at Compass Point and yeah. trying to learn about prayer, but also trying to learn how to pray. And uh, that's something that's been really exciting about these series on spiritual practices. Yeah. So Chris, you, you got to preach this week, got to teach, uh, and you taught on listening to God, um, which is different, right? The first two weeks we, we talked more about like, talking to God, talking with God, and, and now the listening part, which um, feels a little more foreign, maybe feels mm. a little more, uh, maybe a little more scary, if I'm honest, yeah. right? Like, yeah. give me the Lord's prayer. Okay, I can handle that. Give me like, I can come up with my own prayers. But like, so I just need to sit and listen. How does that work? So un- unpack a little bit about what you said from Sunday. Yeah, um, excited to be kind of making this shift in terms of talking about these dimensions of prayer that we've been diving into. And so, yes, the first two weeks we were really talking about, you know, our, our speaking and, and, and the prayers that we offer. Uh, this week, talking more about this this posture of listening and hearing God's voice. Mm. Um, I think this one hits home for me, uh, definitely growing up in a tradition uh, where we were... I don't know, a little less on Holy Spirit, perhaps, um, maybe underemphasize that a little bit, you know, that there wasn't as much talk around things like this, you know, hearing the voice of God and, mm-hmm. and, and knowing how to recognize his voice and respond. Um, and I think for a lot of Christians, this is actually where we get stalled in prayer because we don't know what to say, but we don't feel comfortable being silent. Um, and this idea of hearing God's voice is something that is a slow process of learning and a partnership with the Holy Spirit, as well as developing some skills of our own. So yeah, so this week we looked at uh, uh, Jesus' teaching uh, where he identified himself as a shepherd. He talked about his his followers, his disciples as sheep, uh, and he talked about the fact that those that were his sheep learned to recognize his voice. Mm. And in that came safety, and in that came freedom and purpose and rest. Um, and so it was a reminder to us that as followers of Jesus, we need to learn to recognize the voice of Christ, uh, to, uh, to hear it and separate it from all of the other noises and voices that we experience in our life uh, and to follow his voice. And so we were talking about how do we apply that then in, in our lives of prayer um, in terms of times of listening and meditation and, and learning to recognize the voice of God and obey. And can we be real here? Like, I I think one of the things that is so difficult about this is that when we don't hear the voice of God or when it doesn't happen fast enough, it can knock us off our experience of prayer pretty quickly. Mm. And uh, often in our culture, we assume that it has something to do with us, um, uh, you know, or we assume it has something to do with God. And there are kind of two responses, either, yeah, God doesn't really listen to my prayers or 
my prayers aren't worthy of being listened to. And I think both of those lies on either end of the spectrum will take us down very quickly when it comes to prayer. And so I don't want to just talk about listening to God in a flippant way where we assume that this is like an easy thing and you just need to like tune into the right radio station. Uh, this yeah. is something that requires uh, a purposeful long-term commitment to the practice of prayer. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got to jump in. Yeah, you know, I yeah. love what Paul's saying here. And I think this is really true. You know, there's a sense where, you know, because of our experience or our practice with prayer or our negative emotions or experiences around prayer, I think, I think we do struggle with this. And uh, one of the things that I think becomes an issue in our lives is that we see prayer as kind of this um, call and response, like, like you know, it's kind of this genie in a bottle kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. we ask God delivers, and when He doesn't deliver, then you know we feel let down, we feel um, hurt, mm-hmm. uh, we feel frustrated, and all of those feelings I think are quite natural. Um, and so I think one of the things that we talked about this week is this idea that prayer is is really a a relationship. It's a communion that we have with God. And what some of the things that are helpful for me are, are putting it into terms I can understand. So, you know, thinking about, you know, as a child uh, that's growing and developing, you know, the first things that they do is start to repeat the words that are said to them by adults in their life. You know, and as they grow older and older, they begin to form their own words. Mm. And then they begin to also listen and, and, and ask questions of others. And there's kind of this development in a relationship. Uh, you know, I also think of, you know, the relationship I have with my wife or if if there's a, a healthy, you know, marriage relationship where people don't always have to be speaking in order to commune with one another, right? Sometimes just being in the same room, uh, having similar experiences, mm. you know, uh, giving the authentic you know, feelings of my heart and expressing those and being heard, those are things that allow us to commune on a deeply spiritual level. And so for me, I'm trying to, to tweak my understanding of prayer so that I can put it in those types of categories that helps me to, uh, to better deal with some of those frustrations that I've, I've had over the years about prayer. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love this because it's helping to, it's helping me to broaden my definition of prayer, right? Like I, I tend to think about prayer as the first two. Yeah. Um, right. Like yeah. that, you mean, and, and in some ways, you know, I feel like we haven't categorized our, our practices, our rule of life type things in this way, but I feel like they're like the practices that I'm like, okay, that fits well within this, tra- like reading the Bible, studying the Bible. I'm like, okay, I, yeah, I get that check. It's the word of God, obviously praying shirt, like Lord's prayer or like prayers that, that I feel like God is bringing to me. Okay. Check listening to God. I'm like, Ooh, that's like, we've gone from beginner to intermediate here. And like, I know there's <laughs> sure. an advance sure. coming. Right. And, and you know, I, well, I, I kind of know how to do beginner, but not really. So maybe I'm not quite there yet. Like I, yeah. that's even my temptation has been like, well, I like guys, I haven't even mastered the first week and we're on to week three and right. it seems really crazy and hard. So right. what, what, like for people who are thinking that what, what encouragement would you give them to, to have permission to dabble in this, to fail in this and, and to keep going? Well, I think I, I don't know if I've told this story on a podcast before, but uh, someone that I worked with, a, a pastor, uh, told me a story about feeling that God was calling him to pray uh, over children in a hospital. It was a very specific prayer. And mm-hmm. so he hurried off. This was He was new in his faith. And so he decided he was going to go to this hospital to start praying for these kids. And so he showed up at the hospital and he said, okay, like point me to the kids. And apparently they didn't have a pediatrics department at all. And so he thought, okay, it must have been some other place. And so he looked up another hospital that had a pediatrics department, ended up there. 
went to the floor where the pediatrics was, walked into the middle of the floor and kind of sat there and said, okay, God, now what? And he told me the story and said, I just remember feeling like a bit ashamed because I had nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. It was like God wasn't sort of answering that particular thing. And so um, what I have to say to people is that, you know, sometimes God is speaking to us. Sometimes it's just bad pizza or bad sushi or whatever. But I think that the the saying yes to our, to our, those experiences and listening to God and, and kind of, you know, taking those steps forward will often help shape us and, mm. and kind of direct us. I think for many of us, when we don't expect to hear from God, we actually put up a bit of a wall and we're not even interested in taking that step. Cause we're like, I'm not really sure that's God. I don't know. I don't want to say that because yeah. I don't think that's. And so I think the, the idea of being able to fail that you just said is actually a very, very important part of this process mm -hmm. because, um, you know, we need to start acting on some of the things that, so that we can understand how God is shaping us and moving us through those things. Yeah. And I would say too, you know, hopefully people appreciate the fact that when we're taking an entire congregation through a series like this, um, you know, it's a very diverse group of people. Uh, we're providing a survey of kind of these dimensions of prayer. And this is a lifetime activity. Yeah. You know, we're talking to people who have never prayed and people who have already been praying and been listening to God all in the same room. And so, you know, we're really just trying to uh, provide uh, an opportunity for us to think together about how we might pray differently, you know, tomorrow. Um, and experiment with that and, and leaving lots of room for, for risking and failing and, and all those kinds of things. So I, Paula, what you were getting at there, kind of, there's this fear that what we will hear when we're listening to God may, may not be in fact God. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like for me, that's an easy fear to pull out because I have lots of examples of people who have claimed to hear from God, right. Who are doing it on public stages who are like, and, and in my mind, I'm like, well, that, that actually doesn't even align with the word of God. So like, that's kind of the first example to me, like, does it align with the word of God? If it doesn't, well, that, that's no good. Um, but I, I, like, I think it's easy to come up with examples of people doing this poorly, which makes me hesitant. And I found it hard to come up with examples of people doing it well. Right. Um, and it's funny coming out of this meeting we were just in, where we got to sit with some people who, who have stories of them doing it well and others around them doing it well. I feel this sense of like, Oh yeah, the risk is worth it. Like I need to try this, but how do we, yeah, how do we overcome some of those fears? How do we, how do, how do we be okay with getting it wrong? Well, I think so. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not an expert on, on this intern, but I, I do think that, you know, we, we still, sometimes we are still thinking in this very transactional way. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to listen for God because I'm asking him this specific question and I'm waiting to hear an answer, right? And I'm not hearing an answer, so I'm going to pray harder so I get that answer. I think the thing that has been most eye-opening for me is recognizing that what we see is not all there is, right? And if in our minds we have this idea that everything we see around us is our reality, this is it, then it's difficult for us to open ourselves up to a, to a more spiritual um, perspective, hmm. But if we believe, as the Bible describes, that there is, you know, in a sense, there's an all-out war going on in terms of a spiritual battle, there is a spiritual realm, prayer actually sort of begins to bump up into that 
zone. It's almost like opening a trap door and kind of stepping into a space that is beyond what we see around us. Hmm. And you may be thinking, okay, well, this sounds very strange and mystical and whatever. But if we believe that there is more to life, the, the Bible talks about is don't fix your eyes on things that you can see, fix your eyes on the unseen. Well, how do I do that? When we pray, we open ourselves up to this other reality. And so instead of going to God and listening and, and saying, okay, I have a word for you and it's this and whatever, I, first of all, I would suggest that you don't go and preach the moment that you hear from God. Um, maybe that's not the first step, maybe down the road as you get used to this. But my point is that it's more about putting us in a space where we are open to the influence of God. Hmm. And how we hear from him is not so much transactional. It may be something that is completely, he wants to tell us, like maybe he wants to talk. So often in our prayers, we're going and going and going. And it's like, God's like, just give me a sec, like allow me to impress on your heart something that I want you to know. And so when we look at listening to God in that kind of way, less transactional and more opening ourselves up to a spiritual reality, I think that we begin to hear from God in a much more clear way. Okay. I mean, you, you touched on something there. So on preaching and, and you guys are both seasoned preachers. Um, I, I I'm with you. I don't think the first, you know, if you've never heard from God and you hear something from God, yeah. like don't, don't go and try to find a stage. Um, but in some ways I think when, when you preach, even when I preach, there is this ongoing prayer uh, where we're trying to listen to God, where we're trying to discern what is it God wants to say through us in this time, in this place, through this passage, through this thing? So, so do you like, sometimes I feel like the, the mistake that I have made when it comes to trying to listen to God is I think it's this grand thing and this thing that like needs like this holy hush and all kinds of things. And, and actually I, I, maybe I have some practice in this in ways that I wouldn't otherwise make that connection. Have you, have you found that? Like, have you, have either of you built in, Habits of listening to God, would you say kind of the, the daily discernment you do in your job, in your families, in, in your life, is that listening to God? Is there, are we talking about a different dimension here? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's all those things, really. Um, I know for me, like over the last couple of years, as I've been trying to lean into the practice of prayer, one of the things I've incorporated is silence. That's hmm. uh, not something that I've done well in the past. Um, and I have found that, you know, in moments of, of silence that... That has radically changed uh, my prayer life. It's changed the way I read scripture. Uh, it's even changed the way I interact with people. So just yeah. a couple of minutes even of silence, it's, there's a kind of a grounding aspect to that. Hmm. Um, for me too, like I, I think just slowing down, you know, we've talked here at the church before that, you know, there's this enemy to the spiritual life, which is hurry. Um, and so the quieting of myself and the, you know, the removing of distractions um, yeah. allows me opportunities to actually, I believe, you know, hear from God. Um, and so, yeah, there are times when I may be meditating on scripture or just quietly in prayer, I might have an image come to mind, or I might, um, be reminded of a scripture passage, um, and to just ruminate on that and, and ask, you know, might God be speaking to me in, in those moments? And then to have the opportunity to go and meet with my spiritual director or to, you know, talk with my family or with a group of people and to kind of be vulnerable enough to say, hey, like this is this is something that's been brought to my mind. Mm. Um, do you think, like, what do you think of this? And because um, I think there is, that's that discernment process that you're talking about too. Yeah. Um, 
and and so those things have been really meaningful and i'm not talking i just want to be really clear i'm not talking about like huge big fantastical things right you know i'm talking about kind of fairly everyday kind of things that have just begun to slowly shape um the way i view my time with god that have really made a difference and and that's interesting you talk about kind of fantastical big things i know in my life again when I come to big crossroads, those are the moments where I'm like, man, I, I really would love to hear from God right now. Right. But I think the reminder here is actually like the practice of hearing from God starts with really almost mundane, almost the everyday. And then sometimes God does absolutely reveal big things, does absolutely work in these miraculous ways. But but often what we need is actually just that, that communing, that relationship, that day-to-day walk yeah yeah well you mentioned earlier you know what what would we say to people who are feeling like this is too big a task mm. you know we're we're kind of going too fast and, and i really think you know it it's a reminder that with all of these spiritual practices that we talk about you know it's really this idea of starting small um and and we really mean that when we say mm. that you know for each person the journey is going to look different um you know, yeah, we've divided this series into four weeks and given some recommendations of exercises, but those are just recommendations. And, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily the thing that is going to work uh, for you. Um, and it could be that you take a year just working on the things we talked about in week one. You know, like it, yeah. it, it's really it's really designed to be um, pretty unique to the person. I think for most of us, in my experience here in like this area of the world, probably removing distractions from our life is the biggest kind of hurdle mm-hmm. to begin this journey. You know, just being able to slow down and quiet ourselves enough to have the opportunity even to try to attempt uh, to listen to the voice of God. And so you know, that would be a starting place, I think, for many people. One thing I found helpful, uh, Chris, too, is that like I'm not great with silence um, and uh, that's been a challenge for me. But I know for me, often I hear from God uh, in in moments where I'm purposefully setting myself in a position to be open to hearing from God. And so it's a time of prayer. But often my prayer is is like playing music, mm-hmm. um, worship music. So, um, you know, to pull back the curtain, sometimes I'm here uh, preparing for a message uh, very late on a Saturday night and uh, the place is empty and I just have an opportunity to kind of, you know, walk into the auditorium and and just play the music from that particular week that's coming up. And I've had moments where, you know, those are, those are really rich and meaningful times. And, you know, it's hard to talk about these things because sometimes we're trying to, like, it feels like we're, you know, trying to, you know, put on a show or anything. And, and I, what I'm just saying is that, that there are lots of different ways that you can open yourself up uh, to hear from God. And it may, it, it does involve a slowing down. I agree. Um, and sometimes it's, it's quietly and sometimes it's filling that space with some kind of noise that will help direct your attention. And so for me, that's been helpful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Guys, he, here's what I'd like to do now. Uh, we're, we're a couple minutes short of where we've been the last couple of weeks, but I wonder if we should stop here. Um, and if you're listening along to this, I would encourage you take those extra couple of minutes that, that I, I know you saw the length of the podcast before you press play, but if you've got the ability, take two minutes now, um, and practice this. Chris, any, any advice on that? Any, any word of what that could look like? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for some people, this might seem like a stretch, but I know I have a wonderful spiritual director that I meet with. And oftentimes, if I'm struggling with a negative emotion or guilt or even just not sure, you know, where to go, you know, in a moment of listening for God, um, she'll just ask me a question. She'll say, you know, what would love say? What would love say to you in this moment? And knowing that God is love and is a God of love, um, I think sometimes it's helpful. We're often thinking there'll be a rebuke. We're thinking there'll be, you know, some kind of distance between us and God, and sometimes there is. But just to remind ourselves, you know, what would what would love speak uh, to me in this moment? I think can be really helpful as we silently listen. And another opportunity, another thing you might do is just uh, spend some time in gratitude. You know, look around mm-hmm. the space that you're in right now and thank God for things that you can see um, and relationships that He brings to mind. Uh, often, from a heart of gratitude comes all kinds of blessings. So, love that. Well, thanks, guys. We'll be back next week with more Postscript.